Hi there, it's Tegan Steinmetz, and I wanted to give you a warm welcome back to my podcast, You're Already Everything. I hope you have been doing well, and happy holidays. I hope you've enjoyed some time celebrating whatever holidays you celebrate with family or people that you love. And I hope you are also prepping for the new year and getting excited for all that 2023 has to bring. I feel like literally yesterday we were starting 2022 and the day before that it was like 2010. So time is flying, but I hope you are making the most of it with people that you love. Today I will be talking about um, my greatest takeaways from 2022. While I was journaling and kind of just reflecting on the year and um, what I learned most from it, you know, hard things for me, what I've like overcome and like kind of how far I've come within this year from where I started in January, I thought it would be fun and maybe helpful to um, compile a list of my greatest takeaways and share that with you. Um, I think I've had a pretty crazy up and down year to say the least. But I've learned a lot of valuable things that I think apply to everyone. So I thought that would be a great podcast idea. So here I am. As soon as that idea kind of sparked, I just got right to work. Kind of just like throwing up a list of just everything that came to mind about like what I learned from this year. And some of those things could be like concise together a little bit. And ironically... I'm, I wouldn't be telling you this if this was not what happened, but when I, like, reorganized the list um, after, like, you know, words were, like, spilling out of my mouth, well, I was writing in my notes app, but after I had, like, condensed all of it into things that related and everything, and I um, went through the list, I had, ironically, 22 things that I would consider my greatest takeaways, and, like, I could not, that could not be more perfect and I was like, is that, that, this is kind of seeming like a lot, but when I counted it and it was 22, I was like, that's almost too good to be true and too good not to just share. So here I have 22 of my greatest takeaways. Some of them may relate in a few ways, but I wanted to talk about them separately. So today I'm sharing 22 of the most important lessons that I learned throughout 2022. One little note that I want to throw in there before I start on this list is if you did not listen to my last podcast, that is, or like episode, completely fine. But I did go over some like, quote, housekeeping things just about my podcast and stuff. Um, and it's like probably less than 10 minutes. So even if you, the in, the swimming podcast episode does not interest you at all, whatever, that's completely okay, but if you, there are a few things that I, like, addressed in the last episode that I would like you to hear, so if you're a loyal, um, listener, or maybe going to be, definitely check out those first, like, 10 minutes of the Just Keep Swimming episode. Before I start on this list, I want to say that none of these are in, like, really any type of order or importance, but I think there's gonna, like, I think everyone has, a unique importance to it so and I'm gonna put a transcript like I did on the last episode hopefully that was helpful maybe to some people but I'm gonna do that the same on this episode so if you want to skip through some of them or like some don't sound interesting you can always feel free to refer to the transcript which you should be able to access um on the description of the episode one more thing before I begin on the specific list of takeaways from 2022. I want to reflect on the year as a whole. Like I mentioned earlier, and if you listened to my last podcast um, episode about swimming, you may know that things have been really up and down. And that is not just in the pool, but in in just general life. I've had a lot of, I'd say, key life events that happened this year, and some of them better than others. But in all honesty, taking from what I've learned this year, I would not change a single one of them. It's hard, that's hard for me to say. I'm still, like, finding peace with myself right now through a couple things that jumped to my mind that maybe I would change. But I will get to that later when I talk about appreciating regret. So there's a little teaser for you there. (laughs) 
the first takeaway that I have on my list is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Essentially, if you're not overly excited or overly sure that you want to do something, don't do it and say no. You can say no and it is okay to say no. And even even when people make you feel a way for saying no, I encourage you to stay true to your values. Don't lower the bar, don't lower your standards, and continue to say no. And this can be applied to literally any circumstance in life. I think I found this most applicable to me when dealing with other people and um, being a people pleaser. Um, I have always been a people pleaser, and I think I finally learned this year that you should not, like, change your values, lower your standards, or turn your initial no to a yes in order to make someone else happy. You should never make excuses or, like, have to come up with reasons for an initial decision of no to become a yes, and especially if that involves trying to make another person happy. If you ever have to come up with a list of reasons why, like, maybe it is okay or you should make this decision or be okay with a certain thing, and one of those reasons on your list is it will make the other person happy, and that's why I'm considering doing this, that is toxic and unhealthy, and you should know in your mind right then that that decision should remain a no if you feel obligated to do something to make someone else happy. And this, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, applies to about any situation in life, like I mentioned earlier. If you have any doubts or, like, that little part of your mind that says, like, do I really want to do this? Try to just convince yourself and stick to that initial no. One more thing I'd like to say on that is you do not owe anyone anything or to do anything or to be anything else than you already are but you do owe yourself everything to stay true to your values to make decisions for your greatest future self to stay aligned with your goals and the dreams that you have you don't owe it to anyone else but you do owe it to yourself and as people pleasing and want to make everyone else happy or, you know, be accepted, be seen, as much as you can be all of that, be respectful to yourself as well. That actually flows nicely into my second takeaway, which is prioritizing yourself and putting yourself first for once. Obviously, like I've mentioned, I feel like I used to be a really huge people pleaser and, you know, do things for other people and at the expense of myself and... I really decided to put myself first this year, so go me for that because I've been the happiest I think I have ever been. One saying that I really love and I find myself coming back to a lot is, it's your life for you. It's not your life for someone else or people that judge you or your parents or anyone. It's your life for you. You're living it for yourself. And the sooner you can start living with that mentality that you don't owe anyone anything to love yourself, take time for you, it brings such peace. If you are always giving, 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 um, sometimes you have trouble finding that time to give to yourself. And so, of course, I say give to others and, you know, put those drops in other people's buckets. But don't forget to start with yourself. Because if you don't start with yourself, you will find yourself in debt of all giving abilities I think and in order to really build and cultivate relationships with other people you also need to have that relationship with yourself first um, and be at peace with yourself trust yourself because how can you trust anyone else if you don't even trust yourself and how can you live peacefully and with peace of mind if you don't prioritize that peace and protect your peace So to wrap up my second takeaway, prioritize yourself, love yourself first, do things for you that make you happy. Remember that it's your life that you're living for you, not for anybody else. And that should really guide a lot of the decisions you make 
the situations you put yourself in. And I think it just knowing that will naturally guide you in a lot of ways. As I'm like looking at this list, some of these really naturally flow. And this that one kind of flows into this next um, takeaway. So my third takeaway of 2022 is I am on my own journey. You are on your own journey. And it is worthless for me to compare myself to any anyone else on any of their journeys. I would say normally for the most part, not just this year, but throughout my life, I am not one to really compare myself to others that much. I feel like I do kind of know that I am on my journey and everyone else is on theirs and it's not really, no one's lives are really comparable. As much as I know that and have really known that, um, I really did find myself struggling for a time comparing myself to others and I think maybe this was one of the first times that I've really ever, I kind of want to say worried about someone else's life. And I'm not going to go into specific detail about this as much as maybe I would want to, but um, if you are curious more about this, I'm happy to share if you reach out to me. But uh, I really let this person's life or like who they are, all these all these factors that I really in reality have no idea about I let it kind of eat at me and probably for a while unconsciously until the situation kind of came up a lot more in the most recent weeks which yeah one of my one of my greatest takeaways it really only took me until probably not even last week to really come to peace with myself about and that truly is we are all on our incomparable journeys you cannot compare your success to someone else's success and vice versa. And if you do, well, I found that to be extremely unhealthy. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna straight up say it. Um, if you find yourself wanting to be better than someone else for maybe not always the greatest reasons, that may be motivating for like a small period of time where it's like maybe you do want to be better than someone else for whatever reason. But it is an unhealthy motivator, and it really does eat at you. And this kind of ate at me for a little bit is this this comparison of success. And, like, for a few weeks here, I was really wrongly putting this expectation on myself to try and be better. And that was so unhealthy for me, and it really ate at me. And I've since really journaled and reflected and talked with people and luckily come to back to my grounded state of I'm on my own journey and my success now is not final and anyone else's success now is not final and but that doesn't worry me because I'm only worried about my path and what I'm gonna do to get to my goals and continue to better myself and that's regardless of anyone else or what they do. At the end of the day I realized It's about me and my goals and me following my goals, not trying to live or be better than somebody else. That is so toxic to try and force yourself under that kind of pressure um, when you really, in reality, cannot control what anybody else does. And I think that's all I have to say about being on your own journey. (laughs) But of course, if you really do find yourself having struggles, comparing yourself to others and getting out of your head with a lot of those things feel free to reach out and I can talk to you more in depth because this was really, really hard for me to come to terms with um, in my specific situation. So if you ever need any help, I'm here. My fourth takeaway from 2022 is learning to love and handle adversity. I talked about this a lot in my Just Keep Swimming episode. I really dove into adversity and handling adversity and moving through it. And I really, really did that this year. So this is definitely one of my greatest takeaways from this year. Looking back, I have learned that there is beauty in all stages and seasons of life, whether that is maybe your your best part of life, your peak of a year. But there's also beauty in kind of that lower point where you really do just have to put your head down and keep going. There's so much beauty to that. And not only do I wish that I like maybe appreciated the downs a little bit more, which I really do think I appreciated and um, understood the downs. But especially, I'd say, in the February-March era of my life, 
I had a lot more trouble with appreciating the downs. So I think looking back, being able to find the beauty in the lows, because there's going to be a lot of lows, sometimes more than there are highs, I think, um, that is a huge takeaway for, for me this year. The lows really contribute to the highs, because, you know, cliche, but if you didn't have the lows, like, you couldn't appreciate the highs, and after being through a ton of lows, leading to some recent highs, I can 100% say that it makes, the lows make the highs just feel that much better, because you know what you've been through, and worked through, and persevered through, so learning to love adversity, and those hard moments, because ultimately they do contribute to make you who you are today and standing at those highs, that is huge. My fifth takeaway is one that I've also preached a lot about, and that is how you talk um, to yourself, to others, and who you surround yourself with really is everything. The people that you surround yourself with really cultivates your experience. Um, it really reflects your goals, um, your lifestyle. All of those things are really influenced by the people you're around and not only the people you're around, but who those people are, what their values are, what they're trying to do with their lives, how they talk, all of those things really have an influence on your life. Surrounding yourself with good people who hold you accountable, who not only have their own goals, visions, and ideas for the future and want themselves to be better, but they also want you to be better and they will hold you accountable. Those are really important people to surround yourself with. In personal experience this year, one trait that I had never really considered before because it had never really come up, um, like I said, like I had a lot of new situations and experiences that I've never experienced in my life before, so that brought up a whole bunch of new problems, things to get over, things to heal from, etc. One huge trait that I have that I found in a lot of my close friends was their ability to respect and support decisions that I made with my life, but also want me to be my happiest. And when I maybe came to terms with a few things and realized that maybe some things weren't the best for me, they were not angry at me, but helped me heal. For I don't want to say forgave me because it's not their life and it's not their experience, but they were never angry or like I told you so or any of that but instead like just pure Tegan I'm here for you I want you to be your happiest and I'm not angry at you for any decision that you have made in your life and I think that was really healing for me because I think I fear a lot of you know letting people down and so having those people around you that want to support you and will do everything they can to try and see what you're happiest but also understand when you make mistakes or maybe like go through situations that could have been better, I guess. I don't know how to word that very well, but that was a really huge thing that I learned about friendship this year. Along those lines a little bit, um, like I said earlier, like how you talk, not just who you surround yourself with, but how you talk to yourself and others has a huge impact um, on your life. I've talked a lot about um, positive talk and trying to eliminate negative talk and as that's so hard it's so hard but it is really life-changing and so another takeaway is um being kind to yourself speaking kindly to yourself like you would to other people and also speaking kindly to others I really think positive talk and even faking it till you make it a little bit it really does have a huge impact so all of that to say how you talk to yourself and others and who you surround yourself with really has a huge influence on your life. My sixth takeaway from this year is going to be a bit of a shout out to my seventh grade English teacher. I went back to my middle school to catch up with her and this person got me through some of my hardest years in my life. Seventh, that, those middle school years, I mean on top of be, being middle school, I was dealing with a lot but one thing that she told me when I went back um that she's been that's really like been motivating to her is choosing your heart you get to choose your heart basically what this phrase means is that there are two hard ways to go about doing something like it's hard to go to the gym and try and lose weight but it's also hard to be overweight and not take care of your body 
or it's hard to get up early to go to practice and work hard, but on the flip side, there's consequences to, you know, not doing your best and slacking off and sleeping in. And there's the heart of sitting down and studying for hours when that's not really what you'd prefer to be doing with your time. But there's also the hard consequence of, you know, not getting the grade you want. You It brings your GPA down. Now, like, stress about college. Like, there's all those consequences. Essentially, both routes are hard in their own ways. And you have the opportunity to choose your hard. You can choose the hard that is going to make you better. Or you can choose the easier in the moment choice, but consequences down the line hard. And hearing that phrase, it has really stuck with me since. Um, Whenever I'm making a seemingly hard decision, I really do have a moment of debate of which option is going to serve me better for my future self and my goals and the person that I want to become versus the other option, which sounds great at the time, but won't serve me down the line. My seventh takeaway is another kind of long time coming lesson, and that is rest and recovery is extremely important, and listening to your body is extremely important. I am a go, go, go person. I am one to feel guilty and be hard on myself when I take a day off or, you know, lay around one day and do nothing or have an unproductive day. Um, I'm really hard on myself about those things, undeservingly so, because you can't always be at 100% motivation and 100% productivity. And I think for a really long time, I had this belief that if I'm not always working harder or not always doing more, 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 then I'm not going to get better or I'm not going to improve or my life isn't going to be better. And that is extremely far from the case. This year, I've learned to rest my body, listen to my body. If it needs a day off, I take a day off. And I have to pair that taking a day off with positive talk to myself instead of, like, you're a disappointment, you're worthless for taking a day off, like, you just set yourself back. Like, all that negative talk that comes with rest, I've had to slowly change into positive and loving talk to myself because I think those two really go hand in hand. If I really do love myself and want the best for myself, I will listen to my body and I won't be mad about it. I found that sometimes my best races or my best practices are after I've taken a little bit of time off and given myself a break and listened to myself. And now that I'm saying all this, I think I should have labeled the seventh takeaway as either sometimes less is more or more does not equal more. You don't always have to be doing more, more, more or go, go, go all the time. You aren't setting yourself back by taking a day or two or however many you may need off from doing what you normally do. There are going to be unproductive days and that is okay. And through all of those things, you need to meet rest and recovery with a loving mindset of your body and your mind and all that it does for you. I'm going to flow that into my eighth takeaway from this year and that will this will ultimately become another podcast but I wanted to briefly mention it here. I had the opportunity to go on this wonderfully life-changing trip this year with this organization called the Wayfaring Band which essentially is an organization that provides travel for those with disabilities of really any sort. This band is made up of 16 people some with disabilities, some without, and everyone comes together, and I got to travel to San Diego with the group, and within those five days, my life was just completely kind of flipped upside down. I have never been so, so grateful for my time on this earth and all that my body and mind can do, which is where it ties into my seventh um, takeaway, and that is, it's fine, like, it That trip opened myself up to the importance of self-love and talking to yourself kindly because I am so grateful for my body and my mind and all that it allows me to do. And being mean and hating on myself for not always having the best day takes away from this great thing that I have and that's called being alive and a wonderful body that allows me to experience life and experience joys and people and relationship building and all of the above. 
all of these healings and realizations about myself were sparked by such a wonderful trip, being surrounded by such wonderful and pure people. I am forever inspired to be a better person and an advocate for the disability community and all of the above because of the wonderful opportunity I got to go along and travel with these wonderful people and learn so much about them and their lives and the disability community and how I can be a better human being. I'm trying to make these takeaways kind of flow into each other and so my ninth takeaway of 2022 is that there is such importance and opportunity when listening to people's stories and hearing about their lives. I fully believe that everyone has a story to share, something to contribute, something you can learn from, and that is so inspiring to me. I think one of the reasons I started this podcast is with future hopes of hearing people's stories and bringing people on and hearing about their lives and what we can learn from them. And of course, this can be related to anything about life, but I'm going to share one example that relates to swimming. For Thanksgiving, I went to Santa Monica in California to celebrate with my dad and my dad's girlfriend. And while I was there for a few days, I trained with Team Santa Monica, the club swim team that's right there. And I've trained with other teams before. When I've traveled, I've trained with a couple teams in Missouri where my family lives and a team from Arizona and California, I believe. But that was also, I was a lot younger when I did that. And so this is my more recent experience of training with a new team. I absolutely love swimming with other teams and experiencing other teams' dynamics, sets, coaching styles. And I think that really goes to prove, you know, every you there's something you can take away from everyone. And I remember the coach was telling me about this one set that we did. And he's like, yeah, I really love this I really love this set and it's, you know, kind of special to me and my team, whatever. And he went on to say, like, it is, you know, like every team has their thing. This is kind of our thing. And that really got me thinking. And I'm like, wow, that's like so fascinating because wherever you go, every coach has their own set or set of beliefs or certain things they believe work. And personally, I find that really eye-opening and fascinating just thinking about How every coach and, you know, every person brings something new and unique to the table. Like, there's always more to learn. There's always always other people to learn from, things to do differently, things to change. I really love that concept. So my ninth takeaway would be listen to people's stories, learn about people's lives. Everyone has something to contribute. My tenth takeaway is once again going to flow really nicely I just talked about um, learning from people and listening to people's lives and stories. But another thing that I've really taken away from this year is that you should also share with people. I am a firm believer in journaling and, you know, trying to speak through your feelings and experience them. And while journaling and those kind of inner, more personal ways of working through feelings and situations are really beneficial, I think sometimes sharing some of those like weighing feelings with other people are really freeing for example I recently kind of shared all like my feelings and emotions to one of my close friends that I had been kind of holding back from this person like I don't want to say unintentionally but like I kind of felt bad sharing what I had felt and weighed down by it and I didn't want to like change this person's perspective on anyone or anything but I finally ended up just sharing everything that I felt to this person and it really felt like a huge weight off my shoulders and that we could finally like I could finally be close with this person on another like we had already been close but this like finally like brought down kind of a barrier that I had been trying to keep up just out of respect but I finally just let everything kind of go and I feel so freed now that this person, like, knows how I feel and, like, have dealt, things I've dealt with and stuff. I hope without any really specific context or explanation that situation makes sense, but ultimately I finally shared some deep feelings that I think had been weighing on me and holding me back from having a greater relationship with this friend, and so I think a huge takeaway as my 10th takeaway would be 
share with people. Um, you have to obviously build that trust, but it really lets go of some some weight that may be keeping you down. I'm going to jump a little bit around for my 11th takeaway of 2022, and that is appreciating regret and being enlightened by your regrets. Dealing with regrets has been a huge obstacle that I've been really facing for a majority of the year. I think part of life is um, making decisions that you regret, and whether that's situations you put yourself in, people you've surrounded yourself with, decisions you've made with said people, any of any of the above. I think regret is a huge part of life. And on the flip side, how you deal with regret, how you move through regret and continue with your life is huge. I think for a long time, I held a lot of negative thoughts about regrets that I have. And I let those thoughts eat at me a little bit. Like, why did I let myself do that? You know, all these hateful thoughts towards myself over decisions in the past. Unchangeable decisions in the past. And it took me a long time, and it still takes me a lot of time to maybe overcome some regrets that I have. But one night, I can remember this night, because I was actually talking about making this a podcast. But I had this realization with myself about appreciating regret without experiencing said situations or making said decisions, I would not have the same knowledge or experience that I have today. And as much as I want to try and hate on myself and regret a lot of things, that serves me no purpose. But what has served me purpose are the lessons and takeaways that I've gained from everything I've been through. So I encourage you to take a moment at some maybe regrets that kind of eat at you a lot and bring them to a new light. Recognize what those things have taught you. Recognize the greater knowledge that you possess now. And recognize the peace, honestly, the peace that you might have now, knowing that you won't make those decisions again or won't let some situations happen because you know that's not healthy for you or not right for you. And as much as it may have hurt to experience that or you know, have situations that you regret. Without those experiences, you also wouldn't know to this day. And you wouldn't be able to change the story for yourself. So instead of hating and beating up on yourself over decisions that are in the past and can no longer be changed, use that to appreciate and be enlightened by the lessons and experiences that you have had that have allowed you to move to a higher awareness, a higher knowledge, and a higher standard of life that you live by today. Life is about experiencing things and working with people and making decisions, and life is also about learning from all of that to move forward. So the sooner you can be enlightened and appreciate all that you've learned through all those experiences, good and bad in your life, the more at peace you will be. My 12th takeaway of 2022 relates a little bit to what I just talked about. And this has been a really hard one for me, but acceptance and forgiveness is peace. More, I think, than any other year of my life have I been put in situations where I really have to dig deep to forgive. And in no way is that a bad thing, and I don't mean that in any harmful or disrespectful way. But there has been some really hard situations where it's been kind of hard for me to take a breath and try and forgive because sometimes flat out you want to be angry and you want to be in the right and you want people to apologize to you or change their behavior or you want to feel above some people and sometimes the decisions that they make but reality of life life is not like that and waiting around on an apology or a response or a change of behavior is can be a negative use of time. It takes away from you focusing on yourself and, you know, being your happiest self when you get caught up in waiting on everybody else a little bit. And as hard as it has been at times, sometimes just forgiveness and just moving on is more peaceful than any response that you want to look for. On the forgiveness note, I want to talk about forgiving yourself This a little bit relates to the appreciating regret, but I put it in the um, forgiveness column. 
And this really ties in with a lot of the things I've mentioned today, but ultimately how you talk to yourself is really important. Sometimes I believe we look a little bit too hard for action and apologies in others and forget about ourselves sometimes. And sometimes a lot of that like validation that we're looking for is almost because we're not really healed inside. I think, like I've mentioned earlier, I've really had to dig deep this year and forgive myself for a lot of things, whether that's regrets or decisions I made, things I said, things that have happened, any of the above. I've had to really take a lot of time with myself and take that time to heal. If there are things that, you know, you're not happy with yourself or internal things that really don't have anywhere else to go, I encourage you to sit with negative emotions and negative things that you feel about yourself. As hard as it is, sitting with yourself and having that conversation with yourself is really freeing. And that really, you know, that's all on the the journey to self-love and being your best self. So I encourage you to unpack some things that that you've maybe been letting sit for a bit too long that hasn't been positively serving you. One last thing I want to say about forgiveness is that forgiveness should not be tolerance or giving into behavior. As much as I believe in being a forgiving person and trying to let the slate be wiped clean, that's not really realistic because, I mean, things happen and those things will probably always be in the back of your mind depending on whatever situation. Which I actually think is necessary because I think it's a bit of a telling sign that maybe something isn't the best for you but don't forget that forgiving shouldn't be like letting behaviors happen or tolerating things that don't sit well with you so just keep that in mind moving right along into my 13th takeaway from 2022 this one really does kind of relate to the last two takeaways and that is about healing if there's anything that i have learned this year it's healing is not linear You do need to give yourself the time to heal. There is no timeline to what that looks like. And part of that is you need to let yourself feel even the worst emotions and feelings. I think when you have situations that you need to heal from, we're quick to, you know, wanting to move on and be happy and, you know, like not experience those like deeper feelings But I've found that the only way you can really heal and start to um, not let these things be on your mind so much or affect you anymore, the only way to really move on in the healing process is taking time to feel those emotions and to sit with them as uncomfortable and as painful as that may be. I think I was scared a little bit to sit with some emotions and some situations. I mean, this goes back to the whole regret thing, but I think I wanted to like block my mind out from some of those things. But the more you try and block things out, the more you think about it and the more it comes up and you eventually, it's eventually telling you that you need to sit with it and face the problem and experience head on in order to be set free from whatever it is that you're healing from. I want to follow that by saying you can and you will learn to love things again, experience things that maybe you avoided, find joy in maybe things that gave you a bit of trauma before. I laugh, but it's not funny. (laughs) But that's how I am coping. But I promise you that if you take some time to work through the healing process and bring up some of those deep feelings, you will come out on the other side. Those things that really triggered you or made you upset before will no longer do that and a lot of those things will no longer hold that power over you which is so so freeing once you get to that stage so be kind to yourself let yourself heal and sit in sucky feelings for a while give yourself grace for any feelings that you have and give yourself grace for taking a long time to heal through things because healing is not linear Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break from kind of the heavier-hearted takeaways of this year. Like I said, it's been quite the year. And get into a few more light-hearted takeaways. So to begin, number 14 of my takeaways from 2022, dream. 
have goals, write them down, have dreams, because why not? At one point, I was dreaming of making this podcast, and here we are, full into what, episode four or five of this now. Have goals, have dreams. You've got to start somewhere. I've seen more today than I have ever about, you know, at least writing a goal down, like setting it, even the thought into the universe. Like, you might even not act on that goal or that dream today, but even the very thought of it, like, sparks something in the universe. And I find that to be really powerful. Going to college next year and kind of thinking about what I want to do with my life has brought up a ton of different ideas that... Like, right now, maybe don't seem that realistic, but, like, could happen. I could easily, not easily, with hard work, I could make said dreams happen and become a reality. Which, if you would have told me that, like, years ago, I don't think I would have believed in myself. But I think there's, like, such power in having dreams that maybe even seem unrealistic or unachievable. I actually started a dream journal And every time there's something that I want to do with my life or something I envision about my life, I write it down. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm keeping that, I'm keeping that secret because I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but like, there's some things I'm like, Tegan, that's not going to happen. But like, what if, what if writing it, what if it does happen? Why not? Why can't it happen? So that's a key important takeaway is have dreams, have goals, write them down. Who knows what's going to happen with your life? My 15th takeaway is do more new and uncomfortable things. Things that scare you, things you've never done before. Be a beginner at more things. I'm going to go into a lot more detail about this in an upcoming episode, which I'm so excited for, you don't even know. But to keep things short and concise for this purpose, I picked up diving this year, a new sport I've never tried before. I played around with CrossFit for for a while. I do Zumba classes now. I'm looking into picking up pickleball. (laughs) I've been trying to um, approach uncomfortable situations with more excitement that, you know, doing things that make you uncomfortable just make you a greater being. Quite literally, as humans, we should experience more things that make us uncomfortable because that's That's how we survive. We live off of overcoming, you know, difficult events and uncomfortable situations. And to go along with that, you know, swimming has been like a whole part of my life for a really long time. But I've learned more than anything that we are supposed to be multi-passionate beings. Passion isn't towards one thing. It's, It's a tool you can use for an infinite amount of things. So... I am to be multi-passionate. Like, swimming isn't everything. Like, that's not my only passion. I have so many, so much more to give and learn than just that. So, do more things that make you uncomfortable, that scare you. Try new things that you probably would have never even considered before. And look forward to that next podcast where I'll go really deep into that. Takeaway 16, I think, goes a little bit in hand with my last takeaway, and that is letting go of expectation, and learning to live without expectation. I have found more success when I just go out and just do and enjoy the present moment and let whatever happen happen versus putting so much stress and expectation and this pressure on results or outcomes. I have found much more success in letting all those things go and just experiencing I think life is so much more enjoyable when you let the expectation go and have to break out of that barrier that is expectation and you're forced to just live in that present moment and enjoy whatever that moment has to give. I think expectation just allows for disappointment in a way. And I think there's good expectation. You should have expectations for yourself and maybe for others in a a way, but I think Letting expectation go and just letting things be natural and just be, I think allows for like a gratefulness and a joy that cannot be felt when you're under the stress of expectation. Don't even worry, takeaway 17 relates with takeaway 16 and that is my new appreciation for process goals over outcome goals. In my swimming podcast, I talked about how I kind of reframed 
things over the summer and started enjoying every day and my practices and who I was with. And that ultimately led to some great outcomes at the end of the season. But the outcomes at the end of the season weren't my sole purposing goal. I've started running this goal setting program with my team. And I think the biggest takeaway is having everybody recognize what they do daily contributes to the end of season goal. You can have end goals, outcome goals, time goals, or grade goals, or, you know, this applies to anything in life. It's great to have a lot of outcome goals, but until you recognize the daily things that, like, contribute to those goals, I think outcome goals are a little bit meaningless. You have to be able to sit down and consider what it's going to take to reach those outcome goals and those daily things that will make or break just depending on whether you choose to really engage in those daily things or not make or break that final goal and that also really goes to the saying of enjoying the journey and enjoying the process to get to those like mountain peaks but you've got to enjoy the journey getting there of course tanner chooses to vacuum now (laughs) anyways i've really learned the importance of creating those daily habits that will slowly but surely move you to those goals instead of solely being focused on a single outcome goal. If you approach the process the right way, the goals will come naturally. My 18th takeaway of 2022 is that goodbyes are, well, good. I really do not like any type of goodbye. I I just like, I hate the thought of like, saying bye to someone and like you know not seeing them for a period of time or I just goodbyes are hard for me but I have really learned this year that goodbyes can be so good they can give you a chance to find yourself to reflect on things to maybe feel differently um and you should let chapters close sometimes as hard as that may be or As hard as you want to try and keep those chapters open or come back to those chapters, some chapters in your life are better off closed for a little bit or closed forever, depending on how you ultimately feel or what you think is best for you. But I've learned that as hard as they can be in the moment and like feelings you might have, you know, in the moment of goodbyes, um, those aren't feelings forever and saying those goodbyes can be really important for your future growth. And this could be saying goodbye to someone literally or just a break from some dynamics, you know, saying goodbye to some negative energy or situations that no longer serve you, any of that. And remember that you have all the power to keep things, you know, in that goodbye stage, if you will. Or if you come to terms and you know, you're ready for things to re-enter your life or it may be healthy again or you're healed or any of those things. I mean, you can always bring things back, but make sure that's, you know, the healthiest choice for you. Moving right along, we only have 19, 20, 21, and 22 left, but my 19th takeaway would be understanding that you're going to lose yourself. You will lose yourself or stray off from the path that you would ideally stay on. I think for a time I had really lost myself this year and um, it's kind of how you deal with coming back to yourself. Not only how you handle trying to get back to yourself and you know realizing your purpose and your values and your standards and your expectations, not just coming back to all of that but maintaining that and you know setting boundaries and not letting yourself fall short of those. Or give in to certain things. If you haven't, you probably will kind of lose yourself a little bit. But I think it ultimately redirects you in the best way. And no matter how long or how far you feel like you've kind of lost yourself, I promise you it'll, it'll lead you back on track. And so I think I really experienced that this year. And it's a huge takeaway for me. No matter how or why I may lose myself a little bit, I, pr- I trust that I will be realigned with my goals and who I'm supposed to be at some point. And so it's bouncing back from that. 
and I want to tie in forgiving yourself there too because you will lose yourself but remember to forgive yourself through that as well or you'll never be able to be realigned and move on. My 20th takeaway of 2022 is learning to give where I get back. I think I found myself giving and giving and giving and not getting a lot back for a long time. I was giving to the wrong places, maybe the wrong people that maybe didn't appreciate, you know, all my love and all that I have to give. And as much as there may be wonderful people that you really love or loved in your life, sometimes all that giving is not worth it for you. As much as you do love some people or have so much to give that you would still, you'd like give everything, even if you knew it like wasn't maybe the best for you. And that is really hard. I've really learned about my worth this year and I value myself I think a lot more than maybe I did earlier in the year. A huge part of finally I think realizing my worth and being able to set boundaries for myself and understand what is good for me and not good for me has been recognizing that people are lucky to know me and to know my love. And I say that in the least egoistic and prideful way possible but my love and my ability to give should not just be, you know, accessible to everyone, kind of. Of course I want to give my all and have my, you know, greatest impact on every single person, but there's like a line where I get to consider who deserves to know about my life and have access to my life. And like I said before, I mean that's in the least like rude way. Obviously you guys all know like the basis of my life. I mean I share so much here. But there's a point where I realized I have the power. I have the power to decide who I let into my life on a more personal level, who I get to share things with, my joys, my failures, all of the above. I get to choose that. And for a long time in my life, you know, like I've said, I've been so people pleasing and like, of course, like, of course, I'll tell you everything. Of course, I'll be there. And of course, I'll give anything for you. But that would be really at the expense of myself. And that is really unhealthy. And it's been really, really hard, to be honest, to set boundaries. This is new for me. I've never really set boundaries with people before because, you know, I always want to be the best for other people. I always want to help people in any way that I can. But I've luckily learned a bit of a boundary there where that isn't serving me or that's not healthy for me to deal with this person or... I love you, but I don't want to hear about this thing in your life because it really gives me stress or brings me down. And so can you find someone else or can I, you know, help you find someone else to share that with? Or I'm healing from a lot right now and, you know, it's not in my best interest right now for X things to happen. So I think I've really been considering, you know, my best interest instead of always worrying about everyone else's best interest. I finally put a little bit of priority on me and... You know, giving where where I get that reciprocated a bit. And to you listening, people are lucky to know you and to know your passions and to know your life and your love and everything that you have to give. And like I say, for me, it also applies to you. You have the power to let pe- certain people in your life or close a door on some some situations. You have all of that power and you get to determine, you know, Where do you want to spend your energy? Where is your energy most reciprocated or you feel most loved? Or what connections, you know, maybe you're not really ready to have yet. Um, You get to decide all of those things. And I hope you also recognize in, once again, the most, the least egoistic and prideful way possible. But people are lucky to know you, to call you a friend, to call you more than a friend, to know your life story, to know your passions, to know your dreams, all of those things, you get to determine who deserves to know that about you. And you shouldn't give it away sparingly because you are special and you should save those most special things for those that mean the most to you, I think, in a sense. It feels like a great time to really um, tie in. You're already everything. You don't have to prove yourself or prove to be deserving of anyone else you are already everything and you get to you have the power to choose what that looks like in your life okay we're moving right along 
to the 21st, the second to last takeaway of, biggest takeaway of my year. And these last two are really simple, but so powerful. This first one is enjoying the present moment without thinking about a countdown or last. Being a senior this year has been, you know, it's had its ups and downs. And me being the emotional and sentimental person that I am, I get really upset about last. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I gotta enjoy everything. And this is not this is not just a senior thing, but like me in any stage of my life, I've always like last are for whatever reason such a a huge thing for me. I've always been like, oh my god, this is like our last practice of like this one month of this one year that like doesn't really matter but like I make a lot of mountains out of molehills to say the least I'm like this is the last you know day ever that you know the sun will rise on this angle and like how am I ever supposed to you know remember this like I'm I don't know why I'm like this but I am so to say the least senior year has been hard because that's a lot of really big lasts you know But what I've been trying to learn, and this is like still, you know, I still have this problem, but it's a huge takeaway that I'm trying to bring with me is enjoying the moment, whatever it is, without the countdown of this is the last time I'll ever be here with this person on this day doing this thing. The more I've been worried about countdowns and lasts, the more it feels forced and, you know, not genuine. And I'm trying to genuinely enjoy present moments and experiences Without, you know, like, obviously the lasts are always in the back of my mind, like, you know, unconsciously or whatever, but I'm doing my best to just be so present, and when I'm present with people, I'm present with people, and I'm trying to be my best self and give all the best advice I can and enjoy all the moments, because my biggest goal, and I think my, like, mantra kind of of the year has been live, like, so big and with so much love that you know when I have to say goodbyes being a senior it's not I'm not wishing for more time or you know sad or feel like I didn't get enough time with people instead I'm so content with all the time and effort that I gave to people and experiences I had that I lived presently through I'm so content with all that that I'm not wishing for more time that's my ultimate goal obviously goodbyes are still gonna be sad and I'm still gonna be sad to leave to go to college and say goodbye to teams and people that I've grown up with that is obviously sad but instead of having this like regret and wishing I had more time or I wish I had more time with this person I didn't get to share all my wisdom I didn't get to live my life to the fullest that kind of thing I really hope that by the time I get to that point in my life I will just be so content and pleased and proud of you know all that effort I've put in that I won't wish for more time like I'll be ready to like move on a little bit in the same realm of enjoying the present moment um taking all of the joy of the small things and the small moments in life I think as I've gotten older I've you know learned I've taken all these like little things for granted you know I always love watching a sunset and I wish I had more time to do that now which I'm going to make more time for that going into 2023 anyways you know go dance in the rain enjoy the the weather enjoy the snow I've so loved you know I loved fall this year I really was more appreciative than ever of the changing colors really just live in all those small moments that just make up life and the human experience and you know the joy of being quite literally alive that has been such a huge takeaway I forget about this movie, but I just absolutely love the movie Soul on Disney+. Plus. That movie was actually so eye-opening and relatable to me, just about enjoying the small things that make the human experience the human experience. It's a small and maybe cliche takeaway, but it's been really, really monumental in my life because it's so grounding to just return to the present moment and breathe and my That has been really reminding me of this um, recently is just breathing through all of life's moments, good and bad. And when things get a little stressful, just find your way back to the present moment, to your breath, to being grounded and enjoy all those small things. Notice the small things. Good news, guys. It's the time you've all been waiting for the 22nd takeaway of 
my 2022. This is another very simple one, but one that has really recently changed my life. Excuse my language, but one of my biggest 2022 takeaways is realizing that life is a (laughs) gift. (laughs) My podcast is currently rated clean, so I'm going to keep it that way because I think I have to go. I don't know how to change that. So I I thought that was funny. (laughs) And I was going to re-record it until it sounds natural. But I have to keep that in there because it's too good. Anyways, life is a gift. I am still laughing so hard. It sounds so dumb, but I'm just going to roll with that because that's so... That was kind of funny. Okay, anyway. Life is such a gift. And the more you realize that every day is a gift the happier I think you will be in your days. I saw this TikTok like recently. If you wake up with this wholehearted belief that today is a gift and you are beyond blessed to be able to have woken up another day on this earth, if you wake up believing that, you are just going to be infinitely more pleased with your day, more pleased with your life, etc., I have, like, all these affirmations that I, like, say throughout my day, but I've started, like, working this one saying into my daily routine, and that is, as soon as I wake up, I say the following out loud to myself. Today is a gift. I am so grateful to have woken up another day on this earth with the opportunity to be my best self, and I finish it up with, today is going to be a great day. And I can already tell you within a week of like starting with those three sentences alone, I already get out of bed like happier and like more ready to start my day. And also after I say those things, I have to smile. And let me tell you, I get up and I'm already smiling. I'm like, wow, today's going to be a great day. Like I've already convinced myself that today is going to be great. And then I make my bed, which is also important that I think you should do. And my day is already off to kind of a positive start. I think waking up and viewing my day as a gift and a blessing and so amazing that I get to do my day again and, you know, have the opportunity to get an education and wake up and pursue a sport that I love to do and, you know, see people I love. All of those things, it's like less of a chore and more of like, wow, I I get to do all these things and live this human life experience I'm alive like mm, my mornings are like I'm smiling thinking about waking up tomorrow and starting my day off like that it's 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 gonna be great I'm looking forward to it now but this has been a new thought for me is you know not dreading days but finding such like purpose in them and seeing them as such a gift so that's my simple but extremely beneficial takeaway from this year is every day is a gift you know you might not wake up tomorrow I used to have such an irrational fear of just like passing away overnight I'd be like dad what if I don't wake up tomorrow it's like you're most likely gonna wake up tomorrow but instead of viewing it like that like why don't you just be like pretend you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and then when you do wake up it's like oh my god I'm alive like I'm I have another day like That's how I've been viewing it recently, and it's been going great. So that's my takeaway. Life is a gift. Every day is a gift. Make the most of it. And that is all I have to say about number 22. I think that is all I have to share today on this episode. I hope you have enjoyed my 22 greatest takeaways of my 2022 year. I hope you didn't just, like, listen and enjoy them, but, you know take it to heart, some things to heart a little bit, and hopefully related to some of the things that I'm saying and see how things maybe parallel your life a little bit. So I hope you can also take those as takeaways into your life. If you ever have any questions or want me to go more in depth about certain things that maybe applies a little bit more to you, always feel free to reach out, you know, leave a comment. I don't even know if you can do that. I know in the Apple podcast, you can like write a review. So if you want to write a review, if you have no other way to contact me, do that. But I'm pretty sure you can access my website and, like, 
contact me somehow. But if you can't figure that out, then write a review or something. As I wrap up here, I want to remind you that you are already everything. You're already enough. You're already enough and already everything for the world. And always keep that in mind. Protect your peace. And I hope in these final few days of 2022, you reflect on this year, your past years. And I hope you can find your own takeaways from this year that are important to you personally moving forward as you try to become your best self and reach goals that maybe you never thought could happen before. And I also want to wrap up and say thank you so much for listening and supporting me. I have honestly found so much purpose in creating these podcasts. And even if it helps one person out there, I feel good. So this is a thank you to my friends across the country and across the world. That is so crazy that I say that, but it's the truth. Thank you all for listening and supporting. I love you all. Remember, you're already everything.